Hey mamas, welcome to the Mom Chat Show where we talk all things motherhood and we keep it real, raw, and honest. And me and my new besties, we're ready to share it all with you. Yes, you heard right. All of it, the mistakes, the trial and errors, the ups, the downs, the emotional roller coasters, and the happy times too. So if you're ready to laugh, cry, learn, and just have a good time, then this is your podcast show. You're my people. Let's chat. Welcome to another mom chat show. I cannot wait for you to meet my guests. Honestly, what she does is amazing, and it's really going to make a huge difference in how you feel and just honestly your household alone. So go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know how long you've been a mama and a little bit about you. Yeah. So my name is Laura, and I'm the founder of Mama Systems. And my husband and I live in the Dallas area, and we have 10 kiddos. And so our oldest is 16. And so I've been a mama for 16 years. Um, I remember when she was born, and I said, can't believe I get to be someone's mom. <laughs> it was such a big moment for me because it's all I ever wanted to do is be a mom. Um, yeah, so our oldest is 16 and we adopted three along the way. And so, and those little buddies have special needs. But when we got our three and we went from four to eight kids in a year because we just had our fifth biological and moved across the country to adopt three more. And so it was just, we had been plunged into chaos mode and I did not like it. I was very like trying to figure out something, but Everything I read did not apply to our family. We felt like the most unique people in the whole world, that we had so many kids, that we had so many really young kids that were homeschooling, that we had special needs, and so we had therapists in and out of our home all day. And so um, we really just had to figure out something that worked for our family. And that process that I walked through, I realized is duplicable for so many other moms who also have really unique families because none of us are the same. And so no one, one system will fit all, you know? And so um, after a few years, I decided to make it into a business and now get to coach moms and help them live more peaceful and productive lives. So I love that. First off, kudos to you for having a big family because having multiples is not easy. I should know I have three. So just thinking of adding more, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's exciting. But at the same time, my head is like, who? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to take in all of that. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to know a little bit about like the journey of it. So what made you decide to add more systems into your process and how has it helped your kids as well? Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a game changer for all of us. Um, because I felt like I was a pretty organized mom before, and I didn't, I mean. I really felt like I could do it all. You know, I had my act together with four kids. And then all of a sudden I felt like I had no idea what I was doing. Like it just felt chaotic and overwhelming. And so I knew that we needed structure. I already had that knowledge of like, I know kids do better when they're on a schedule and when they have something in place. I know that kids like thrive on structure. And I know that I thrive on structure. And I want you to hear me say structure very loosely because I don't want us to think like, okay, it's 708, everyone, we're getting out the door. Like that's not how we live our lives at all. But just having those rhythms in our life has just made everything more predictable. And to be honest with you, with three special needs little buddies in our house, life is so unpredictable. And so whatever we can make predictable and whatever we can make safe and secure for everyone else, um, just 
allows us to feel that peace that that we desperately need in our home. So I would love to know, like, what are the actual systems? So kind of like break it down a little bit. Yeah. So there's so many things. I think that system is anything definitely that you don't have to make a decision for, right? So anything we can put in place to take out our decision fatigue is where we're going with systems. And so, um, yes, to routines and rhythms in the morning and afternoon. Um, but then also like, so the first step I do with clients is we assess what's going on in their life. Cause I think so often as mamas, we just live reactionary lives and we don't even pay attention to what we're doing. And the things that we think are the most important things often get pushed away to not ever happening. Right. Um, I know that was the case with me where I, I knew that I wanted to be teaching my kids more about scripture and and the Bible and all these things, but I would never make time for it. But I would say like, this is the most important thing, but just nothing in my schedule would reflect that. And so um, creating systems around that looks like being intentional with your time that you're allotted. So with that example, I decided to tack it on something. I love doing things around mealtimes because we all eat always, right? Um, They're always hungry. It's always a thing. Um, So like I wanted my kids to learn more about emotions and how they feel and being able to name emotions. And so one of the things we do around the dinner table in the evening is we all go around and do our highs and lows and we have our little feelings chart and each kid says they're high and they're low and then how each of those made them feel. And they're not allowed to use happy or sad because they have to be more creative than that. So we really want them to dig deep and be able to name their emotions, been intentional with it by adding it onto a mealtime. Another thing that we do every day that's just kind of become part of our family and our family culture is five o'clock jobs. And this is the most wonderful thing that I just recommend to all mamas, because I know that for me, at least, and for a lot of people I know, um, that five o'clock hour is so incredibly hard. So our five o'clock jobs, um, I'm in there and I'm like, I set an alarm on my phone. So it goes off and everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing at five o'clock. We've made it abundantly clear who's doing what, what the responsibility is and what the expectation is that they will do. So while I'm in there cooking dinner, I have a kid cleaning up the mess in the living room. I have someone setting the table for dinner. Um, Kids are laying out their clothes for tomorrow, making their lunches. Like everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing. And so, I mean, there's sometimes so many flaws and children have to be reminded and things. So don't hear me saying this is perfect, but for the most part, kids hear the alarm and they know what that means. And they know that they need to get up and do what they're supposed to to do. And so things like that, that just bring so much peace with what I noticed in me when that was happening is I wasn't in the kitchen preparing dinner and being bitter that they were making a bigger mess in there that I just cleaned up, you know, so we're all working together as a team and it really builds that team mentality in your home. when everyone realizes that we all depend on each other. If Andrew doesn't set out the cups at the dinner table, then we're not drinking anything. You know, I like that. I like that a lot because for one, it gives them that responsibility, which is so important. Oof. Yeah, you got to start early on that one. And then also it kind of teaches them how to be responsible, independent, and stay on a regimen. Like that's something that I feel like sometimes they don't really learn early on, especially the regimen thing and being accountable. Those two at times... It takes a minute for kids to kind of catch on to that. But when they see their siblings are doing it, they're having to do it, it helps them in the growing process, if that makes sense. So I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And it gives them purpose. Like they belong here and they're needed here. 
because they're a part of our team. So yeah, it, it has been really, I mean, they don't always do it where I think, oh, this is a blessing to them, but I know it's a blessing to them. Like I know that when they go off one day and they're living with roommates, it will be a blessing to them as well. And for anyone that they ever live with. So um, I think it's a definite must for, for all mamas. And I would love to know, like, what things have you learned personally for yourself throughout this whole process? Because I'm sure, like, by you adding these new things, teaching your kids, you've probably learned something on a personal level, too. So what things has this journey taught you? Yes, that's a really great question. Um, I think just the importance of self-care and the importance of asking for help and realizing that I need a team. And not necessarily with my little people, but I need a team around me. Like I need, I need a village of people helping me, especially with our three little buddies that are special needs. I desperately require the people around me to help me raise them Um, because they're, they are hard and they are difficult. And it's, it's a humbling thing to say, like, I don't think I could mother by myself, you know, but I think getting there where it's like for generations, mothers have had a community around them you know, and we're living this new life where we try to do everything solo. It's not supposed to be that way. Like we can rely on each other. We can be vulnerable and really just form that interdependency on each other that brings beautiful community and um, blesses our kids and blesses us and blesses other people. So I think that's the biggest thing. There's been a lot of, a lot of humbling on my part moving through this journey. I love that you say the village because Honestly, you don't see community a lot when it comes down to motherhood as much as you used to. But I do feel like when we go looking for it or we add in the untraditional way of having support, it makes a huge difference. A lot of moms are reluctant to it. Mm -hmm. Just in the, I, I think it, I don't think it's a pride thing, but I think it's a very, maybe that's it deep down, but. I think society tells us that we should be able to do it all, right? So I don't, I don't blame them for that. Like I, I thought I was supposed to be doing it all too. Um, but once we got help in our home and have sped teachers like calling us on the daily to let us know what's going on in school, like it, I just I know I can't do it alone, um, and I rely greatly on these people. And it's been really beautiful to ask for help. I love that because in the beginning, like when I started as a mom too, I honestly thought moms are supposed to do it all. We're supposed to be like the go-to person. We're supposed to get up early, do all the things. And if we can't do all the things, something's wrong, you know? So I get you. And it took me bumping my head so many times to figure out (laughs) I'm so tired and I need help. And it's okay to take advice from other moms. That doesn't make you less of a mom. Like that is something that I think as moms, we struggle with because mentally we feel like we are supposed to know it all. But in actuality, when you become a mom, you don't know pretty much anything. <laughs> so it's like, how are you supposed to know it all if you're new to being a mom and everything is new and you don't know anything really? Like, you know, a little bit, you know, the stuff that you read, but that's it. The more, like, like, even the bigger my kids get and the older they get, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I don't know how to raise a, like, she's seven, about to be 17 and going out to college. I'm like, I've never done this before. Like, every season is a brand new, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, really in that same stage of dealing with teens. And I think we're all kind of like, what is happening? 
Yes. What am I doing? <laughs> because it's all new. It's a new chapter. So yeah. And it's even so much different than like when we were teenagers. Like mm-hmm. Context for what they're dealing with. And I don't know. It's just, it's really, I know this is supposed to be encouraging and that's not, you, you're never going to have an idea of what you're doing as you, you're a mom. You just don't know anything. It's okay. I feel like the truth is the truth. And <laughs> honestly, when we acknowledge the truth of the matter that there's going to be the good, there's going to be the bad, there's going to be things you do know. And then there's going to be a whole lot that you don't, that you don't. And when we accept that, it, it takes the stress off because I had that pressure of feeling like I need to know it all. And by me not realizing I didn't know it all, it was stressing me out. <laughs> it was stressing me out. So I'm glad I figured out that you're not going to know it all. And it's it's okay. It's okay. You know? I agree. Yeah. So I would love to know what advice would you give a mom that is deciding, you know what? I do need more systems. I do want to have more peace, less chaos and stress in my household, but I don't really know how to go about it. I don't really know if that's even a good match for me. Like, how do I go about this process and know that I need this? Well, I think everybody needs it. It's a matter of how you're going to get it and how you're making it happen. Because we all have, we all have rhythms to our day, whether we like it or not, we just do. And so the question then kind of becomes like, do you like? the results you're getting from your current rhythms, right? And if you do, awesome, keep it up. You're doing a great job. But if you're unhappy with that, if it's chaotic at your house and you feel like you're always running behind and you don't have a clue about what you're making for dinner tonight or don't have any plans for this week and you know that there's so much to get done and you don't know how you're going to get it all done, um, it's okay to ask for help. I would love to help you, but there's also a million other things out there that you can do to seek out that help. So I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I would love to help walk you through that process. It's my greatest joy to like be able to walk with moms and really help them figure out what they could be doing more efficiently and more effectively um, and where they can carve away time for themselves, things that they could get off their plates altogether that they don't have to be doing, that they don't know that they have that option. Um, so it's, so it's, it's very life-giving for me to see. It's kind of like moms are like, oh, oh, they all of a sudden have all these hours in their week and it's, it's just amazing. It's really fun to watch and watch them experience that and be able to, to just li- live life a little lighter. I totally agree. And that leads into this question. So what, what would you say is your go-to tool and system that has been like the number one thing that you just cannot live without? It is a need, a must in your household. You have to have it. Yeah. So we do a ticket system at our house and it has been life-changing because I haven't know I've said a lot of things have been life-changing, but that's where we were and where we are now. I'm like, it's life-changing. It's a complete difference, right? Um, our kids, I know they might be the only ones in America that struggle with entitlement. And so they want to watch shows all the time and they want to eat candy all the time and they want to do what they want to do all the time. And so we kind of got sick of it. We need to think of something else. We need to draw boundaries, figure this out. And they wanted to earn things. And so we came up with this ticket system at our house where they can't do screens unless they have tickets for it. And so, I mean, there are exceptions to that. Like we'll watch a movie tonight and it's just like movie night at our house. And that's not a, not a thing, but they want to do Minecraft or they want to play Xbox or whatever they want to do at the moment. 
it's very simple because I'm like, well, do you have tickets for that? No. Okay. Well, then you can't play. Like, it's just a matter of fact. And so then the result of that is that kids are begging to help around the house, that they're coming to me and saying, Hey, I want to earn some tickets. What can I do? And I'm like, Oh, you can blah, blah, blah. Like they have their daily responsibilities. They have to take care of anyway. And they can't earn tickets until after those are done. But after that, um, my kids have asked to do some pretty crazy things like clean up dog poop and clean the toilets. And you're like, really? More power to you. That sounds great. So it does just feel like that's the magic sauce on top of it all. I love that. Honestly, especially because I feel like kids, they like to be rewarded for their good behavior or something that they feel like they did really good at. So it's really good to see that they are open to wanting to work hard. And honestly, my kids are kind of the same way because we cleaned the bathroom yesterday. And after that, they were like, okay, I want to do this now. Can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You know, <laughs> you've earned it. You've worked hard and it looks great. So, I mean, I mean, how can I tell you no after doing something like that? <laughs> so, yes. yeah, I agree. I agree completely. So now that makes me question, what is their favorite thing? Because I feel like kids, they find different things that we do. And after a while, they kind of like attach to it. And they're like, oh, that's something I like. And they start telling their friends about it because, you know, kids have no problem telling everything. Yeah. So, what are your kids' favorite thing that y'all do in your household? That's a loaded question because I feel like every child is completely different, you know? Um, right now, everyone is, minus myself, really, everyone is really into Minecraft. And so we kind of let that that happened because everybody's playing with each other. And so it's just a neat thing to see like a 16 year old and a four year old and a five year old all playing together. Right. Um, I, I enjoy things like that when everyone's coming together and playing a game, there's not a lot that that does happen on. Um, so I really encourage Minecraft when I can. So I like that. I'm big on that too, because it is hard. People don't think it is, but those gaps, oh my gosh, the mental difference is just everything's really different and their learning process is different. Their interest is different because of the age. And you see the difference of like, oh, I love this type of stuff. And then the oldest one being like, oh, that's too petty. <laughs> you know? So you do run into that. So when they do have something they all like, it's like a miracle because you're like, oh my gosh, everyone's happy. No one's yelling. No one's upset. Yay. I'm so proud. So I get you. I get you completely because I'm in the same boat completely. Yeah. So I would like to know, because I know that you said that y'all went through so many changes and it's brought you through a lot of things. What has been the, the biggest, I would say, growth that you've seen through all of this, all the things that you've done? their whole journey, what has been the biggest growth that you've seen? Wow. Um, I think I've learned to use my voice and it's worth taking up space in this world. I think just looking back on my childhood, I don't think anybody was deliberately like, be quiet, but if that's what I recall a lot of like, oh, you're innocent. You don't know. Be quiet. The thing. And so coming through this journey and having to advocate so heavily for my kids, um, like every step of the way of our adoption journey. And then from the moment they've been with us to be able to keep them with us, to be able to fight for them, to get services, to be able to advocate for them in school. Like everything has been such a struggle and I've learned to become louder and louder until someone 
someone does something and someone hears me. And so I think that's been the best benefit. Um, just to know that I have value in what I can bring to the table and what I can say. Yes, I love that because it is sometimes hard to find our voice in all of the things because we do so much as moms. Like, oh my goodness, especially. And then you add wife and then everything else that we do. It can be hard to feel like your voice is being heard. So I love that you feel like your voice has grown and it's stronger and it has power behind it, you know? Because that is, that's really important. It's very important to us because we want to know that all this hard work we're doing is being noticed. And the things that are important to us are being noticed and heard as well. So Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Yes, it's very important and needed. And it's great that you found that because sometimes we don't, you know, to be really honest, we don't. And it takes us longer than others. So I I like that. Kudos to you for being able to do that because. It does take a minute. Yeah. It took a while. I'm not going to lie, but I'm grateful we're here. Amen to that. So <clears throat> I would like to know if there's any additional advice or tips that you would like to give to another mom about bringing peace and systems and just bringing that relaxation and wholeness to your household again. What advice would you give them? So many things that want to come out of my mouth right now. Um <laughs> I do have a a self-care guide that I want to share with your audience and it's at mamasystems.net backslash mom chat. And I'll share the link with you later, but um, it walks you through how to fill up your own cup and walks you through like, what does that look like for you as a mom? Because it's not the same for everybody. Like it could be going out for a night on the town, or it could be like, I need to be alone by myself in my pajamas in my bed. And that's going to fill me up. Um, but whatever it is, we need to make that happen because you matter. You deserve it. You're working your tail off all day long and you you need that. Like you're constantly giving and giving and giving. And if you don't want to end up depleted and exhausted, like that's where we need to start. So what that is for you, how to make it happen and practical steps to like really get that on the calendar to make that a priority in your life. Yeah, because we do allow that cut to go down because we want to give to everybody and yeah. nurture everybody. And then somehow we end up running on E. <laughs> like I always say, we're running on the, um, what's it called? Running on the rim pretty much of, of the tire and just slowly <laughs> making it down the road um, a lot. So yeah, it is important. It's very needed and it's not selfish. And a lot of the times we do feel like we shouldn't because we feel that you know guilt of, oh my goodness, do I really need this time? Maybe I need to fill it with this not. And I've learned, honestly, when we do that, you start to resent the things that you love the most. Yeah. So causes more damage than good. No goodness from comes from that. So I would like to have a bonus question. So talking about self-care and knowing that you are the system queen, <laughs> I would love to know what is your go-to self-care? thing that you like to do for you. Yeah. So there's many, I make sure to schedule them in because I know that like so many live in my week and I see something that will probably be the first thing to go if I'm like, Oh, so I've had to really schedule that in and protect that time. Um, because I'm so guilty of just saying like, eh, it doesn't really matter that much. I can skip this week and it fell into the wayside. So date night is a must for me. So we, every week have a date night going out tonight. 
And then um, I do counseling and that's been amazing and wonderful and working on healing childhood things and um, just different issues with raising special needs kiddos and just a whole gamut of things. Anything that comes up, I'm able to like process that with her. And then my struggle with the self-care word is I feel like we all think manicures and pedicures, right? Like that kind of feels like what we think about or even like bubble baths, which nothing is wrong with that, doing that. Like I love that. But there's also like a deeper part of it. Like you have this soul and this body that needs to also be taken care of. And so making doctor's appointments for yourself. So I just try to stay on top of those things that are really important for my whole, my whole being, for my mind and everything. And then the icing on the cake is like hanging out with girlfriends and and doing fun things along the way. I love all of those. And I'm so glad you said the most important thing, which is self-care is not just the little basic things that we hear all the time, like Jeff, you said, it's a bubble bath and the spa, which are great, but those are like minor to what self-care really is. It's literally like, I always say it's these like four to five categories where it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. It's literally all of the things as a whole. It's mm-hmm. not just those things you do for the outside. So I love that you threw in doctor's appointments because that is so important. And we tend to lack in that. You know, we end up having all these crazy things going on. It's like a, literally a list that we roll out when we go to the doctor finally <laughs> because we haven't been in forever. So love that you supported that because it's definitely a need to take care of ourselves completely. So yes, and yes again, and definitely on the date because when you're a married mama, that is so important. So before we end, I want to thank you so much for coming on here with me. You were delightful. And honestly, I learned so much from you. I love having guests on that. I can learn a little bit from them. They can learn from me and we can have good conversation. And it was just really good and very calming to hear the realness of how you do things and how relatable it was too. So thank you again for coming on here. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. No problem. And I would love to know how can they find you so they can continue this conversation and learn more and make more peace in their household because we all need it. So how can they find you? Yeah. Mamasystems.net and at Mama Systems on Facebook and Instagram and all the places. So super easy. That's it, Mamas. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me on the Mom Chat Show. And I would love to connect with you more. So to make sure of that, click that follow button and also follow us on Mom Chat Show on Instagram, where I will talk to y'all again next week. Bye, Mamas.